I'm thrilled to chat with composer Matt Quayle, who recently finished working on Last of Us Part 2 by Naughty Dog Studios, which is part of PlayStation. And it's this incredible story following these two characters, Ellie and Joel, and the world has been turned upside down. It's a perfect palette for, I think, for you, Mac, because <laughs> when I look at the types of projects that you do and the type of storytelling that you do so well, it kind of feeds right into your genre of music composition. Did you know about The Last of Us? Because like, I, I did look back and saw like you did some additional music on Far Cry 4 back in 2014. Have you done any, many other video games? No, I haven't. Okay. Actually, and um, I played video games uh, somewhat when I was younger. Okay. I have, uh, I've, I've intentionally stayed away from them. Um, I mean, I think that there's probably a serious gamer buried in, inside me somewhere, but uh, I just know that it would consume um too many of my waking hours if i were to let it loose so i yeah. have i have i have stayed away and um i had no i had not heard of the last of us when i got a call from uh from sony they were interested to talk to me so i had i had not i was not familiar with the game at that point what, what year was that when they first reached out to you that was in 2018 so they had already obviously been in development for a long time with the game, and I imagine a lot of the visuals or aspects of it have been put together. What was it that they shared with you? What what were you tasked with? Because Gustavo Santalaya, the composer, and, and is on part two, but he had obviously carried the responsibilities on the first part. When they reached out to you, what did they say they wanted you to do? What was the reason for bringing in another composer? Well, you know, on the first game, uh, Gustavo uh, did an amazing job. And his music, uh, I mean, he's he's incredible. And his music is very, um, you know, it's acoustic instruments. Mm -hmm. And it is uh, it serves the purpose um, for for really telling the story of the game. Um, and then there's the gameplay sections where when you're, you know, hacking your way through um, all kinds of uh, villains, mostly infected, and, and various uh, various other uh, adversaries. And in that first game, the music that was created for those sections uh, was done by um, like some in-house music composers at PlayStation. So there was there was kind of two components to the score: Gustavo's score for the story, and then the gameplay music, which was created by the in-house composers. And so for for part two, they thought they wanted to bring in someone else, an outside composer, to do the gameplay. And they had become familiar with me um, mostly through my work on Mr. Robot, and and so they thought that I might be a good fit. And uh, and so they and so they reached out and that and that's what they they said they said you know Gustavo is still the composer of the game and he will do his magic on the on uh, the story of the game but we we want to uh, talk to you about doing the gameplay music yeah it's a it's a really interesting contrast of his style and your style like you're saying the acoustic instrumentation that's a lot of I think it's a Ronroco is that the the instrument he's playing that is one instrument he is really known for. Um, but he's also playing other, he's playing some guitar, he's playing banjo. I think banjo's featured quite a lot. Um, it, you know, he can play kind of anything with, with, with strings on it. Yeah, it's, it's a magical experience in the game when those cues, uh, when Gustavo's cues happen, there's like a sense of 
like release of of like it's a it's an okay safe environment. I would say when I listen across all your tracks, which you have a fair amount, I think there's probably like I mean at least in the soundtrack I, I see about nine tracks or so. But how much material did you write, and how much was implemented? Do you think in the game, and where were where were the sections that when you guys did go through and figure out who was going to be doing what? Like what did that look like? Yeah, the the soundtrack is only part of the music. And both from Gustavo and myself, so there's a there's a lot more music. Um, I know with the first game, they ended up releasing the soundtrack in two different volumes. So there was another volume that came out. Um, I'm not sure if that'll happen here or not, but there's certainly a lot more music um, that could be released. And um, you know, I'll just I'll just back up for a second and say that um, you know when when they when they called me, uh, I was excited. You know, I, I obviously I looked up the game. It looked really exciting. I watched some videos online, and、um, I thought that in order to be able to understand the game and what they wanted from me, I would I needed to play it. So I immediately bought a PlayStation 4 and the game, <laughs> and and、um, I had a meeting set up like in two weeks with them. So I started playing the first game. Oh man. That I can understand, and and it was really the best idea because once I went in for that meeting, I knew, I knew about the characters, I knew the feel of the game. Now I didn't play the whole game, but I played enough、yep. of it to understand that my job was going to be、uh, creating tension. The gameplay was so tense. I mean, just so tense. So that so that was going to be my job, and and I had some sort of understanding of the game, and then they asked me to、uh, to do a demo. And、um, and I did that demo. They loved it, and then I was and then I was in. And so,、um, at that point, they started telling me about the story、uh, for part two, and they started、uh, they they started giving me assignments and basically saying,、uh, you know, we want you to score this part of the game and that part of the game. And、um, it it's not as you know. Com- comparing it to scoring for film and television, it's it's not it's not so、uh, linear. It's not like oh, we have these specific areas we want you to score. It's it's it, a little more general than that. I mean, yes, there there's a certain、uh, gameplay scene, and they want music for it. But you're not scoring、uh, you're not scoring it to picture because the gameplay is going to be different every time, depending on how the player. Plays, so there. I'm creating music for them to take elements from and put into the game system, and then the computer will、uh, trigger those m- musical elements to play in response to how the player is playing the game. So,、um, and then once a number of of Areas, you know, they would they would assign me a number of areas to write for, but then they would also take those elements and put them in other areas that I didn't that I that I wasn't working on.、Um, I mean, I, I think I'm I'm trying to answer your question about how how they divvied up like who was going to score what, or even just sp- spotting because I, I, I feel like. Spotting, like you you hinted at, which is so true. Video games, it's not a linear experience. So, like, what was the first task? Like, how how much material did, or how much direction? What 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 was the specific scene or moment that they kind of gave you to start with? I mean, the the first big chunk of work that I did was for what ended up being this demo for E3,、um, and it was a long. It was like a seven minute、uh, bit of、yep. gameplay. And 
honestly, I haven't gotten to that point in the game, so I'm not sure exactly. <laughs> what, you know, it was done sort of out of context, but it was a big chunk. It was like a seven minute, a seven minute piece, and and I and I did score it to some captured gameplay, and yep. then they would take it and um, put it into the game make some changes to it they would play the they would play it again capture it again inevitably be yeah. different they send it back to me with notes and now i would score it again to the new capture which was different than the first one and we we did that about about five times until we got what you know what they were looking for um but that was actually really helpful because it gave me a lot of information about what they wanted and what they thought would work work in the mm -hmm. game yeah, I'm looking at that. That was, I, I believe, if, if this is the right video, it was an E3 2018 gameplay around June 11th, 2018. It, it looks like it was maybe a 12-minute video, but after you did this demo for them, what was next? Because like, there's so much game. It's, it's. I, my understanding is, from top to bottom, if you were to play the game straight through, it can be up to 30 hours. So there's an incredible amount of of gameplay that needs to be covered, and and it's not wall-to-wall -wall music either. There's plenty of moments as atmosphere and there's no score of either of you guys, but um, what was next? Well, then they just started making assignments. You know, they just started, you know, giving me a handful of, um, you know, th this particular uh, encounter, this this other encounter, and um, and uh, some guidelines as to what um, what they were looking for in the in those sections. And I would write music and send it in, and they would give me notes, and I would revise. Until um, until I had something that they that they thought was was working, um, and then they would give more assignments. It was kind of like a few a few here and there, and and the whole time, like I was I had a I had a a very sort of general understanding of what was happening with the story. I mean, I think they were also still writing it, so it wasn't completely finished, and. Um, so I was really working sort of just taking things out of context and just doing these pieces, which then they were, they were putting into the game and finding okay. out what was going to work. And then periodically um, I would get together with them and then they would, they would show me a section, <laughs> they would show me a section yeah. of, of gameplay that was almost finished that had the music in it. Okay. And I got to experience, you know, what it, what it was going to ultimately look like and sound mm. like. That's incredible. I'm, going to go through some of the cues that you have here one of them is this one eye for an eye which i think is the one where it's joel and abby it's, it's a big pivotal moment when the one of the you know one of the beloved characters is killed and there's a really incredibly tense horrific murder scene and to me um the visuals are incredible like the team hands down has done a remarkable job so there's so many times in the game when i'm just looking at the room but i I am being told to feel a certain way because of the score and how you guys in interpreting uh, the music. And I, I'd love for you to kind of talk about some of the instrumentation that you use because when you reference, you know, your mu your music and your work in Mr. Robot, there's similarities and there's differences, I think, across the board. So I'm, I'm curious what instrumentation, what, what it is about your arrangements that you know can kind of get under people's skin and also help kind of support the story? You know, you mentioned Mr. Robot and, and they were... You know, PlayStation were, were, were fans, or they are fans of Mr. Robot. And and so they uh, they recognize that the score for Mr. Robot, I mean, at its core, it's it's very electronic. And it doesn't um it doesn't do anything to 
to uh, shy away from that. I mean, it's 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 uh, there there are some organic instruments used, but but the core is electronic, and that's that's what it is. And they and they love that, but they wanted for The Last of Us, they wanted to blur the line. Um, they they didn't want it to sound overtly electronic. Okay. They wanted it to be, um, you know, is that is that an organic sound? Is that electronic sound? What what is that? It's some it's somewhere in the middle, and um, so that that's what we were aiming for was to try to find this this place where, um, if I used a synthesizer, that mm-hmm. it didn't it wasn't screaming synthesizer. There was some there was some quality about it that made you wonder what what was creating that sound, and if I use an organic instrument, that it didn't just sound like a plain guitar or it didn't sound like a plain bass or whatever it was, um, that it that it had some something to it that that uh, made you question um, its origin, and and that was um, you know a, a little challenging. And I often got notes from them about you know they're like we love this part, but it just sounds a little bit too much like a synthesizer. Can you make it sound? more organic or the opposite oh that's great but it just sounds too natural can you push it more in a processed electronic uh direction and so uh so constantly there's a lot of experimentation going on we're taking taking guitars and bowing them or plucking them or doing something but then processing it in a way that uh made it sound um not necessarily like a guitar at all some, some something else um, and that's, you know, that's part of the process. What what were we trying to achieve with it? Well, we were trying to achieve tension, and and some excitement and some action, um, and a feeling of dread and paranoia, and so, some of the musical uh, vocabulary to achieve that would be um, dissonance. Um, low frequency, yeah. Um, and uh, certain types of rhythms can can achieve that. Um, certain type of spatial effects, like reverb and delay, can also enhance that. Um, and and a lot of experimentation, trying to find <laughs> find uh, create something that um, was unexpected, yet would create that type of feeling in the in the player Mm. what for you is your process is it all in the box how much instrumentation are you bringing in is all this being tracked by yourself in your home what do you find is your process when you are building these cues you know a lot a lot was in the box per se but then there was also um, instruments recorded and the recording of the instruments varied um, I mean, one of the uh, more memorable experiences of this of this whole project was we did a recording session up in the Bay Area at the PlayStation headquarters. Oh, great! And they have like a really amazing recording studio there. And so um, Gustavo, myself, and um, this really really great percussionist. Um, by the name of Brain, we spent like three days uh, recording. Just and, and you know, PlayStation. They were like, just yeah, whatever you want to do. 
So we just like set up all these instruments and then just kind of went crazy and just recorded like hours and hours of grooves and noises and all kinds of stuff. And then the music team up there sorted through a lot of it, mixed it and created um, like sample contact sample instruments that had all these different grooves and sounds and noises. And, and now that became part of the palette that I could use to uh to to build cues around or just to add to different different pieces of music um so that was a lot of fun um and also really productive but then i played some instruments myself i played you know guitar and bass and i had other musicians do sessions um again more guitar some cello there's like quite a bit of cello uh, that that got used and um and then all of that just became, uh, you know, more more things for the palette uh, to be <laughs> processed and 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 used. What's the string instrumentation that you're using? Some bowing, or is it bowing of an electric? There's, I'm, I'm listening to one of the tracks, Cordyceps. I mean, we, you know, we bowed the cello, we bowed the guitar, we bowed the bass, electric bass. Um, yeah, it was anything. There's the really great sounds you can get, and especially. Um, I mean, obviously, someone that is uh, trained to bow an instrument, they get beautiful, amazing sounds. But when you don't really know how to do it well, uh, you can get some very cool noises out of it as you try to <laughs> as you try to uh, develop a bowing technique as you're as you're doing it. Um, so, and then of course that get all gets captured in the um, in the computer, and now you can chop it up and do lots of fun things with it. It sounds like you prefer kind of an open-ended there's no the structure is kind of it's like a deconstructed approach where you're just trying to capture different moods and different elements that will then be placed and spotted throughout the game i mean what's the advantage in your mind of this approach versus a very like here's a scene here's a moment you have picture do you, is there a preference what are the pros and cons in your mind of this kind of approach that you guys had um i mean they're both I, I enjoy both. Um, I mean, there was a handful of moments in the game where they wanted me to score to a particular scene that wasn't gameplay. But most of that was handled by Gustavo, but there was okay. a, was a few a few places where I got to actually score the picture, um, and you know, of course, I, I enjoy that. Um, and then the other the gameplay, like I said, they would they would say this is going to be for you know this scene in in Seattle. And and we wanted to have this kind of feeling. There's going to be some low-level combat, and there's going to be a lot of like sort of stealth sneaking around, and and so they would want a piece of music. They'd say it would be three minutes long, and it needs okay. to have um, these varying levels of intensity in it, so that they'll be able to get all the elements that they need to, to put into the game system to uh, to respond to the player as they're playing, and. 
So uh, a lot of it would be about trying to uh, trying to create these levels of intensity. You know, you'd have to have um, a section that was like a little bit ambient but tense. It didn't have a lot of movement, and then then like some another section where there would be some movement, but it wouldn't be that uh, that intense, uh, and then all the way up to like the most intense combat section, and then based on all of that, they would take uh, the elements and and uh, mix them in the way that they liked, and and then put them into this into the game system. What do you like about? And I'm making an assumption. It's like this this sense of distortion, the sense of point where. It builds, it reach, reaches a climax, and it just holds there and just like sustains at a really high intensity level. I, I hear it in a few of the cues, and I'm just like, that to me is a whole nother school of music composition. I don't think you can really just like pick up a book and learn how to do that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I suppose um, you could, you could, I could make fun of it and say, well, it's like kind of a non-music kind of composition. Yeah. It's not really about um, melody and harmony. You know, it's a, it's about feeling and texture and uh, levels of intensity. And and um, like you mentioned, like being able to to bring something up to a certain level and then just sustain it there. You, you don't you don't let go. I mean, you just really just like you sit there and you just want it to end. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, it's it's uh I, I don't I'm not sure um where where I've learned to do this uh but yeah, but it's yeah. just it's it's I I do enjoy it um it's it's like f- sound sculpting you know uh playing with playing with sound the collage of things uh you know something that certainly people were doing before computers but now with computers it it, it takes it to this whole other level because you're you just have every sound in the world at your fingertips and you can you can sort of do anything you want with it um i like years ago in new york city i was in this experimental music band a group called fiber we had um essentially two keyboard players, a percussionist, and then a, a fourth member who doubled on percussion and Chapman stick. And we were mostly just improvised and, and we would just uh, perform and just play whatever we wanted. And, and a lot of it ended up being this like collage of sound that would have, would have moments of, of like melody and harmony and, and something that rec- you know, resembled, any normal music but but then um then it would just break into this chaos of of uh sound uh exploration and um so i think that's kind of in my dna from doing that years ago and i've got to explore that same side in in uh certainly in mr robot there there's a there's a number of pieces in mr robot that are are very much just like sonic textures um and and a little bit in some other projects that i've done but um, but perhaps The Last of Us has been uh, the most pure, <laughs> pure place for me to ex- explore that. There's something, it's something that I think that it does for as a player. It makes it feel like you're taking the perspective of that character. I'm wondering, because of that third-person perspective, does that change how much ambient or how, how much space you added to your music? Well, um, it, it, didn't, it didn't factor in so directly. In some of the the earlier pieces of music that I I worked on for the game, 
I had been using like quite a lot of ambience on on a number of the instruments, and that was one of the notes that came back from them was like it's a little is like too much. Like it'd be better if I if I delivered it to them more dry, so that then they could adjust that when they implemented okay. it into the game system. You know, I mean, I'd I'd love to be able to say that that I had such um I that I played such a such a role in how you experience the music in the game. But the truth is, I mean, the, the the guys at PlayStation, I mean, they're just geniuses with this. You know, uh, I I just gave them, I gave them uh, the elements, and then they take it and mix it and craft it into what you end up experiencing. I mean, it's a, it's a real it's a real collaboration, um, and and so, yeah, like they. And and thankfully, because I, I I wouldn't if if so much of that were up to me, I think the experience in the game was not going to be what you're what you're getting. The, I mean, these guys just know what they're doing, and and not just with music, but also with the sound. I mean, the sound design is pretty amazing that they that they've done. Um, so so yeah, thankfully they're they're uh, they're wizards with, with 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 making it work in the game. What is it like? to work and collaborate with another composer. I feel like a lot of times it's a single task. There's usually just one composer assigned to a project or a film or, or TV show. So being that obviously like you were saying, he is the, the main lead composer and you know they classify you as like additional music, which I don't, it's not additional music at all. It's just an extension of this incredible sound palette. So what was it like to then be introduced to the project, meet Gustavo? What, what are some of those interactions like? Well, I mean, I was a uh, was a huge fan, so I was excited to meet him, and he's like such a lovely person, and um, you know, one of our, I mean, it might have been the first meeting. I'm not. Well, I got to go to his studio and and just sort of see where he creates and and like hear him play in person and 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 get to hear some of the like he. I think he he was presenting a number of pieces to them. During that meeting, since we were all hearing it for the first time, and it all sounded amazing, and so it was, it was really great. Um, you know, we ultimately didn't end up collaborating directly that much. I mean, um, I think he he had like some of my stems to play with in his music, and I had some of his stems. Um, the 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 biggest point of collaboration was in this recording session that I mentioned. Over over three days uh, in the Bay Area, and I'm when, gosh, was that? Uh, that would have been that's like October of 2018. Uh, it was a lot of uh, it was a lot of fun uh, banging on percussion instruments with him and making <laughs> making fun noises. But there was a moment that um, I think was probably uh, I know it was special for me. I, I hope I hope he enjoyed it as well. But um, there was an instrument. That I had just uh, acquired before that session. Um, it's this sort of strange electronic instrument called a resonant garden. It is a it's a funny little box. It almost looks like a small modular synthesizer with some uh, guitar string sticking out of it. And um, it's it's essentially um, three different uh, digital effects processors, and you. You, the guitar strings are wired into the circuit board and acts like a pickup. And so if you tap on the strings, it creates a noise and then you process it with these effects. And um, that's how to use it as a standalone instrument, but you can also run something else through it. And so we started jamming in the studio 
And so he's playing uh, banjo. I mean, he played a number of instruments, but let's say, for instance, he played banjo and then they fed that signal into the resonant garden. And I'm like processing his performance and he's responding to the processing and it's like all happening in real time. We captured a lot of a lot of uh, really interesting stuff that way. Um, and definitely some of it made it into the game. Uh, it was it was it was pretty it was pretty great. Everyone was just sitting around in the control room, like <laughs> just totally zoning out as Gustavo played, and I'm t- and I'm tweaking his sound through this resonant garden. It was uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. It's an incredible. I'm looking at it online. It looks like it's on, uh, by the the folks at uh, folktech.com. It, it's an incredible, unique customization for. Uh, it's, it looks like a hybrid between like a. Uh, some modular synth and like I don't know some alien spaceship. It's it's an incredible looking thing. Uh, what's some of the other instrumentation that that to you are some of the wild kind of the standouts that sometimes you know make their way in? Are, are there items that are not meant to be musical instruments that make their way in? Also, I'm trying to think um, if I, I I I'm sure at some point I must have been just banging on you know various things uh, yeah. in the studio. As when we were doing some recording, just like oh that that's a that's a nice sound. It's like you're tapping on the tabletop with a, um, a guitar tuner or whatever whatever it is. I, I think that more than that, uh, we did we did it in that in that same recording session. There was there was uh, all kinds of found objects before um, the session. The the PlayStation guys went to Home Depot and just bought a whole bunch of random like hardware, like chains and bolts and metal cans and like all kinds of just weird plastic buckets (laughs) and so that that stuff was definitely in the mix as we were recording anything that we could uh, bang on and get a get a fun sound out of what is your instrument or process for when you are sketching What, what do you tend to do is it a guitar is it keys where do you tend to go first i mean it really varies it it could be anything if there's a particular well, I mean, a lot. A lot of it can come from just. Uh, I can. I get inspired by a particular sound. So I'll be sort of, you know, creating a sound or or poking through my library or or, go, or anything that I stumble on, and I'm like, oh, that's really interesting, um, and and that'll be that'll be the beginning, right there. I'll I'll start playing something or I'll throw a plug-in on it, and I come up with something that I find is uh, worth exploration. And then from there, it's like, oh, well, that was, okay, this is an interesting drone. Now I think I need some sort of a high bowed sound to go on top of it. And oh, now I need a rhythm, you know, and and then it just starts to build from there. Okay. And how does your deliverables, how are they affected when it comes to a video game? Like you're saying, maybe it wasn't as much verb or there wasn't as much post processing, but like, what were your deliverables? How much were they stems or yeah, what were you giving them? Yeah, they were stems and they, you know, they're very they're very technical. You know, they have you know, they have all these in-house music editors and composers, so they're they really um, they really speak the language of music and composing and and uh, delivering music for media. So the communication was was just top notch. Um, you know, I'd send stems in, and then I would get notes back, and it would be, be very specific. It was like, mm-hmm. you know, uh, in the bass stem, we love it 
but between you know one minute and one minute and thirty seconds, that part it sounds too electronic. Or between between two minutes and and two minutes and twenty seconds, why don't you try that part like an octave down, and you know, it, and and we get all kinds of notes like that about about, and it was really helpful uh, to be able to then go and address the notes um, based on what they what they'd said. It was really clear. In the beginning of our talk, you said you you've shied away or you've stayed away from video games. What is it in your mind now that this project is completed? You've seen the experience. You've played a little bit of the game or you've obviously had like a little time a distance away from it now what do you appreciate about video games that is just so different from the rest of the work that you're doing well i do um there is this uh world that you get totally immersed in when you you play and and i, I think that's part part of the reason why i shy away from it because it'll just draw me in and I'll, I'll, i won't find my way back i got you know they sent obviously sent me the game right right when it was coming out and they also sent me uh these these like virtual um surround sound headphones so um so i immediately started playing the game and i had i had a little downtime right then and i was able to i, I managed to get uh into seattle and then and then i haven't been able to play it's been a couple of weeks, a few weeks now, and I haven't been able to play yep. anymore. And I'm like, I gotta get back to it. I really wanna, <laughs> um, I wanna finish it. I feel like I need to, yep. like this is one that I need, <laughs> I need to finish. And and since my, uh, my knowledge of the story as work when working on it is is was pretty basic. There's gonna be a lot yep. of surprises. I'm not. I'm. It's not gonna be like, oh yeah, of course I know exactly what's gonna happen. It's not gonna be that way. It'll be it'll be pretty surprising, I think. But um, th- my my skill level is not very high. There's a good friend of mine, another composer who who is quite a gamer, and uh, and I think he's almost finished with the game. He was very excited for it to come out, and he's just he's just encouraging me. He's like, you just just put in the time. Once you once you get your skill level up, it's going to become so much more fun because you're not going to be or you know you're gonna know how to craft your weapons and do all the stuff you need to do to, yeah, yeah, yeah. to get <laughs> so i need i need to i need to return to it there's uh i mean when i look at your your roster of projects you've worked on for mr robot to american horror story uh i mean it, there's in, incredible storytellers who are you know behind the camera and in this sense from like neil Druckmann, the game director and I feel like there's people who have their finger on the pulse of this genre, this type of storytelling. What do you enjoy about this type of material? Because not it's not for like I said, it's not not everyone can tap into repressive nature of this type of storytelling and or music composition. So what is it about this that continues to be exciting for you? Well, um, it's exciting in th- in this project for me to be able to really go deep and explore this particular type of composition where it's 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 really not that much about melody and harmony it's a, it's about sound and feeling um and trying to push the boundaries of what might even be considered to be music um and then also to be collaborating with such amazingly talented people uh I mean, Gustavo obviously is incredible, but then just the, the, all the whole team at, at Naughty Dog and, and PlayStation 
um, yeah, I felt uh, I felt safe. Like I knew that w- what I would deliver to them would be in the right hands, and they would they would take it and make it and make it great. Mm. And lastly, what is it like to be? I mean, a composer's life. You start alone, you end alone. It's, it's actually, it's very, it's very uh, similar to uh, even directors and even editors. It, it's just like, it's a very singular experience. So for you, even now with COVID and uh, I think all the aspects of what's going on in the world, this game was unique because you collaborated with a much larger team. But what do you like about the singular experience of being in your studio? I imagine you have a home studio that you work out of. And like, what what is it about that environment to you has been a driving force of your process? <laughs> that's, a, that's an interesting question. Yeah, I, I mean, it's, it's a double-edged sword. I mean, it can be lonely at times, um, but it's also, uh, I still, after all these years, I still enjoy, um, I still enjoy the process. And um, when there is that moment of inspiration and and an idea clicks and it actually works it's it's like a great feeling it's like really exciting and uh even if it's just me in the room it's still it's still pretty it's still pretty exciting and great you know we're in this bizarro time in the world with the pandemic and like a lot has changed for all of us yet the one thing that hasn't changed that much for me is it still just me in my room working on music? Um, so it's, it's it's almost like uh, I've been preparing for the pandemic for, for my whole career. When I saw that the soundtrack came out, I saw your name, I was pleasantly surprised because knowing your work, knowing the sound of music that you do so well, it to me, it was like, oh my God, this is just going to elevate the experience so much more. And it's just like, there's nothing... As a player, there's nothing worse just not being in a position where you don't know how you're going to get out of it. You have to f- figure out to like stay alive. And it's a weird feeling when you kind of lean in the horrific nature of the scenarios and the scenes and the environments that this game kind of presents you. I just I hope more people have a chance to obviously check out the score and the soundtrack, which is great that they did release it. Um, looks like there's about 28 tracks that they did of, of different cues between you and Gustavo. And um, that's on Sony Music, and I imagine there might be other opportunities to release more material. Congratulations! It's just it's an incredible effort. <laughs> well, 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 thank you. And I, I have to comment on something you just said. I mean, you know, most of the time, w- w- when a lot of people talk about their work, but espe- but especially composers, I mean, we we dwell on the positive and and the exciting and the challenges and the and and the like we've just spoken about now, you know, in in our conversation. Um, but there's all, it's also very difficult. There's lots of difficult moments um, where the idea doesn't come or the deadline is looming and it's not done or there's a lot of work to be done. And so the way you just described the gameplay, <laughs> you know, I don't remember your exact words, but like, oh, you're just in this situation and you don't see how there's a way out and how are you going to survive? And Are you saying that that's, that's how it is to be a composer? It, it do, I mean, it does. It, it does. Uh, there, there are moments like that. And it can happen around the deadlines when, you know, you're deep into a project and you're coming up on the deadline and you've got to get it done. But it can also happen at the very beginning of a project when you haven't unlocked the code yet. You don't know exactly what you're going to do and you don't know how you're ever going to get to the finish line. Uh, You forget how you did it before and there's panic and terror and will will you be able to get out alive? (laughs) So... 
<laughs> I guess in that way, there's a, some similar moments to the gameplay in The Last of Us Part Two. Well, thank you so much again. It was a real pleasure to reconnect. It's been fantastic just to follow your career and, and the projects you've been a part of. So thank you so much for sharing some of your uh, the insight to your process here. Well, it's been it's been my pleasure. Thanks for uh, for chatting with me.